All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time once again for Invest Wisely, live and local with Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. He's the managing partner there, and he's going to talk this half hour about the market, how the AKW Group invests this client's money into individually owned portfolios of stocks that are designed just for them and their needs. I'll answer your questions about the stock market and stock issues. All you have to do is call 330-673-1234 this half hour to talk to the expert, Walt Secura. Well, Walt, uh, again, the couple of, short, of holiday-shortened trading weeks before the end of the year. Once again, we had a, a good week last year, a good Christmas present for investors. And I think now that investors are looking at, no matter what happens in the coming week, they've got to be looking back at 2020 as being one of the best Christmas gifts they ever had. Probably one of the best market years in history. It's going to go down to the history books. Yeah, for sure, Bob. Yeah, Santa made his appearance, um, you know, all through the year and, and you know, kept kept true last year uh, by uh, showing some improvement with uh, a market that might have been weakening. So uh, last week we saw the S&P uh, 500 index closed up about 2.28%. Uh, for the week and uh, on a shortened week. And at year to date, we're at 25.82%. Uh, if we look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, again, up 1.65% for the week, sitting at 17.46% year to date. Uh, the NASDAQ had a good week, up 3.19%, and sits year to date at 21.45%. And those small mid-cap stocks came back. The Russell 2000 up 3.11% last week, sitting at 14.58%. A lot of volatility there in those small mid-cap stocks. But, you know, Bob, we, we saw, you know, the market kind of ended that three-day skid, and all 11 sectors closed higher at the end of last week. Consumer discretionary was up 3.8%. So a lot of people probably buying the holiday spirit and the consumer out there being pretty strong, you know, spending in, into the holiday season. Uh, information technology was up 3.3%. So those tech stocks, which, again, everybody thought people were rotating out of, once again, showed some strength. There's a lot of, you know, just, just strength in those stocks when you look at revenues and cash flows and profitability. And, uh, you know, overall, there there were some supportive items that came through, you know, on the political front, on the, on the uh, you know, even though COVID is affecting all of us and on the crown is you know very contagious uh, you know i think people are fighting through that and some decent earnings reports coming in from a few companies so overall you know the week ended up in a good place and looks like this year is gonna like you said give us one of those historic precedents of, of just great great returns and we move on to 2022 
Now, I look back in the year, and of course, uh, the government had some um, good impacts on, on the last year. The big, uh, very ambitious uh, budget bills uh, that the president put forth, the, uh, uh, the infrastructure bill managed to get through, but uh, the uh, social bill with more social services in it of the Build Back Better plan seems to be uh, either stalled or just uh, uh, dead in the, in the Congress. Is that going to be a, a good thing or a bad thing for investors? Well, I think, Bob, you know, that this slowing down spending is probably a really good thing right here, especially with the economic pressures we have and inflation. You know, more government spending is, uh, you know, it's going to be tough because you got to look at how you pay for that. So I think Senator Manchin, you know, sitting closer to the middle, you know, said no, and, and probably rightfully so. And there's a lot in that bill that needs justified and thought about and how you pay for it and what the long-term impacts are. So some common sense came back into politics. You know, I think there was so much um, just hype and, and craziness, media craziness around politics as we began the year, uh, coming up with all the controversy, you know, from the Trump days and then the White House. And uh, a lot of people, you know, were worried. And we talked about early in the year that, you know, there's always a middle, you know, there's those extremes. Uh, but over time, you know, we tend to work back to the middle. And this country is very resilient, and I think we saw that through the year with all the crazy talks. We're, you know, we're, we're back to something that is a little bit more rooted in common sense, and we'll see where politics lead us. Uh, it's a midterm election year next year, so it'll be interesting where politics lead us as far as investments go in 2022. In overall economic news, we talked about inflation. The GDP revised numbers came in last week, and some housing and personal income numbers also were posted here at the end of the year. How does this data look as to investors? And again, what will it mean as we enter a brand new year? Well, the economic data has all been pretty good, Bob. Um, you know, GDP uh, did, did show a little bit of uh, slowdown, you know, compared to what some estimates were, but still some pretty good growth here. Uh, we saw increases in, in home sales and personal income rose. Uh, single home uh, family sales increased in November. So a lot of good numbers still being posted, you know, coming out of a, a historic slowdown with our economy. And, you know, I think that uh, there's a lot of positivity when we look at the numbers and, and focus on, you know, the economic data. And also when we look at things that are going on in 2022, it was the uh, second full year of the pandemic, and uh, as the year ends, when we thought the, the pandemic was going to get a little bit better, it seems to be getting worse. So it doesn't also seem like this is going to go away in 2022. We just, how do we look at this continuing impact of this uh, pandemic on the markets, on investors, on consumers? You know, what is going to actually happen with this? Yeah, I think it's a good good question, Bob. I, I think, again, some common sense is starting to come back in. I mean, this this variant is very contagious. You know, early in the pandemic, uh, you know, it was interesting because, you know, I was kind of trapped in my office, uh, you know, working hard and trying to get a handle on what this all meant. And, it, you know, you heard about people having COVID and it was kind of spread out. And, you know, there were a lot of people, I didn't know anyone for a long time that had it, but it seems like with this Omicron, I mean, I have three family members right now that have all tested positive and, you know, it seems like it's much more at home. It, you know, more and more people are being in, in, impacted by by COVID. And, and I think this is just a new reality. You know, I think uh, health care and, you know, has changed and we all have to have a heightened sense of awareness and some common sense. Um, but yes, it's definitely become a big item. I think the good part is 
it seems like governments, you know, that unprecedented lockdown and locking down businesses and things of that nature, I think we're past those kinds of, uh, you know, behaviors, which would be extremely detrimental, you know, anywhere. And I think governments are starting to realize that even in Australia, it seems like they're starting to kind of change their tune and they were very, very restrictive. So it seems like we're heading to a better place. And again, you know, people just have to have common sense. And, uh, you know, I used to teach at a lot of the universities and Whenever I saw a student years ago come in sniffling, coughing, hacking, you know, looked like they were fever, and I told them to go home, you know, it's you know, take care of yourself, you know, don't come in and affect other people. I think that's that's really the kind of behaviors that we all have to demonstrate out there. We're talking with Walt Sukira, who's the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. We're talking about the market and stocks and taking calls at 330-673. One, two, three, four. Time for the trends and insights section of the show. As Walt does a lot of research and reading during the week, has picked out a couple of interesting factoids that uh, you may find uh, intriguing and also may have an impact on your investment and your investment strategy. The first one is about the Census Bureau. It reported that the U.S. had the lowest population growth in history, only 0.1% from July 2020 to July 2021, adding about oh just over 392,000 new births to a population that now counts about 331.8 million people. Now, this slower population growth, what does that mean for investors? Well, Bob, you know, demographics matter. You know, population growth matters. Uh, you know, when you don't have it, uh, it, it creates labor shortages as time goes on. Um, you know, you, the tax revenue, as we talk about spending plans, you know, with as older people retire and, you know, rely more on government funds, uh, you know, things start to change. Uh, you know, and I think you need younger people in the economy for all types of reasons, for innovation, for, you know, development, for continued progress. And, you know, we these are numbers, are they're very interesting. I You know, I worked with Harry Dent, uh, who was a demographer, you know, Baker Scholar. He wrote some really popular books over the years. And, you know, he was, he always talked about population trends and how important they were to economies. I mean, if you look at the studies in Japan, you know, one of the reasons that the Japan economy became, you know, a very, very slow growth was because of the lack of, you know, younger people in that economy. So uh, it's very interesting to see these trends. I mean, people are delaying, you know, the births. You know, a lot of younger couples are not having, you know, children. And I think the pandemic and social unrest, a lot of things that have happened have really made people wonder, you know, if they want to bring kids into the world. And I think the numbers are really uh, impactful and things we got to think about, uh, you know, across the board. Now, individually and on the state uh, level, a few states actually saw population increases and continue to see rising population, while other states are showing losses and continue to show those losses. So in the uh, in the state uh, categories, who are the winners and who are the losers in population? Yeah, but this has been in the news quite a bit, you know, Florida. Texas, Arizona, North Carolina, Georgia all saw large population increases. And, uh, you know, when we look at states like uh, New York and California and Illinois, I mean, those those states are struggling, um, you know, with population. A lot of people are moving and, you know, they're going to places where, uh, again, the pandemic has had its impacts. You know, people are looking for less restrictions. They, you know, they want to live. They They want to have their freedoms. Um, so, you know, these these impacts uh, have a lot of serious, uh, you know, long-term consequences as far as jobs and job growth and where companies are going to locate and, you know, strength that we look at and, and weakness that obviously has to be understood as well. So a lot of trends we have to pay attention to as investors. 
Another trend that uh, they released last week is that the the uh, the life expectancy in the U.S. actually dropped in the last year, and that's blamed primarily on the uh, on the deaths from COVID. Dropped a, a couple of years uh, off the average life expectancy, and uh, this is a again could be another concern for demographers, although unless we can get a handle on the pandemic and uh, make it go away at some point. For sure, Bob. I mean, you know, changes in life expectations have serious impacts. They have impacts on planning and financial issues. Uh, they'll have impacts on, you know, insurance coverages and, you know, they're, they're widespread. So, uh, you know, health is uh, extremely important when you think about uh, economic prosperity and, and financial issues. You know, I think health is right at the top of issues you have to pay attention to. And uh, finally, even though it's hard to get any information out of this particular country, uh, researchers at the University of Wisconsin estimate that China is population. China's population and its fertility rate is dropping significantly since 2018. Now, what would that uh, uh, mean to us? Yeah, they're, make, they're estimating. It's an interesting study that came out of the University of Wisconsin saying that there's probably closer to 1.28 billion people versus the 1.41 billion that the, you know, the government reports there. And yeah, China seems to be in a little bit of trouble. I mean, again, their population is declining. Um, you know, had that policy for years on on the births, how many births you know people could have, and uh, that slowed down the the birth rates and the fertility rates there. So, uh, really interesting, you know. And then you look at the government, who's been very restrictive, and you know, President Xi over there, who's done some interesting things as far as just regulations and kind of going after some of the entrepreneurs there in China. It just seems like a, a lot of uh, a lot of really interesting things going on that don't bode well uh, economically or for investors. Uh, you know, we had said a few months ago that, you know, China was something from the political risk side we were going to stay away from. And I think that the metrics and the data and the information coming out of there would, would support that, uh, maybe being a little cautious on any investments towards China. And finally, another little factoid that came out last week, a major Internet security company says they have documented a significant increase in cyber attacks in 2020. I guess this trend is not going to go away and may continue to increase. And once more, what does that mean to an investor? Yeah, it's crazy, Bob. Um, for, yeah, I think it's Akami, as the company that did this research. And uh, they're saying there's over 23 million attempts per day of, of hacking, cyber attacks that are going on. I mean, there's uh, this is very, very prevalent. You know, something we've talked about a lot. We we favor a lot of companies that provide security and data security and protections. Uh, we do it more and more online and on our smartphones, and we put ourselves at risk. And you know, I think companies that you know provide security issues and protect that data are going to become more and more important as, as we continue to move forward in the world. Well, you don't have to hack WNIR to talk to Walt Securip about stocks in the stock market. Time for Stock Talk here at 330-673-1234. We turn the topics over to particular stock issues that are of in interest to our listener. All you have to do is give us a call and talk about a stock that you like or may want to buy or have followed for some time and see what Walt has to say about it since he's been doing this for more than 30 years. Go to our phone lines, 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning, uh, happy holidays, and I I wondered, Walt. Uh, my question is: Do uh, PEs really matter anymore? The uh, I was looking, uh, you have uh, uh, real low PEs on things like Dow, U.S. Steel at two, Organon at five, Intel at ten, and some of these 
Discover Financial Services at 6 p.e. When you pull up, let's say you pulled up Intel on your screen there, I-N-T-C, Intel. What, what, how do you, uh, what's the most important thing you look at? Do you look at the P.E. or free cash flow or what, what do you, uh, what, what do you go to first? The highs and lows of the year? Uh, or what, what is, uh, how do you base your, uh, uh, involvement? That's a good question, Ken. A lot, a lot of things we look at and a lot of things my eyes go over, but P.E. is still important. I mean, price earnings is still an important measure to me. I think, uh, you got to pay attention to you know where P's get and how historically where they can go and I think it sets expectations. But for me, you know, I immediately start looking at financial power. I look at the revenue growth and earnings growth uh, this this last quarter and quarters going back. I look at expectations that analysts have out there and you know how far things can go, what the what the growth rates are and how reasonable they are. Typically. You know, when I look at Wall Street research, there's a lot of great work that's done there, but, you know, I tear that front page off, you know, that says the bullet points of what to do. And, you know, I go back and look at the assumptions and look at the modeling and, you know, see if, uh, the, you know, those things can happen. And, you know, when you talk about a company that's supposed to grow at 17 or 20% a year, you know, can they can they really do that? You know, I mean, what, what does that look like as far as revenue growth if you model it out? What does it look like as far as profitability and margins and, you know what? What would it mean in the relative industry that it competes in? So, a lot, lot of things we consider and think about. Um, been doing it for a long time, so a lot of uh, mental frameworks that you know I've kind of built over the years that my mind quickly goes through as I as I look at these companies, and then we go deeper and deeper and deeper, and you know we look for the things that can go wrong, and I probably spend more time looking at the things that can go wrong that can go right. Uh, most of the Wall Street research out there is positive, so you got to really check the the potential risk. What do you think about uh, Intel? Have you ever uh, looked at that? It, you know, when you see the big dividend and the ten p nine to ten PE, and uh, they're building two factories in the U.S. And if anything ever happens in Taiwan, uh, boy, that that thing could uh, be a serious investment. But what have you ever uh, looked at Intel? We own it. We own it in our core equity. I, I think it's a it's a really powerful stock as we look out over the next few years. And I agree with you. I think uh, you know when you think of the risk of the Taiwan Semiconductor, I think Intel with the two foundries they're building out in Arizona, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think I think there's a lot of potential here as we look forward. On a lighter side, remember a year ago you mentioned you were looking at Brown and Foreman. They make Jack Daniels, and uh, I told you I occasionally put some Jack Daniels and uh, maple syrup on my French toast. Well, I found over the holidays, I went to the Amish restaurant down south and bought the bakery and bought fruitcakes. And I put uh, Jack shot of Jack Daniels on top of a slice of fruitcake with whipped cream. And I want to tell you, that will set you free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I like that. Uh, another that use for my Jack Daniels. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have to go get myself some fruitcake. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that 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 Jack Daniels. Uh, as a side note, uh, that was re- that bourbon was really developed by uh, a man that worked for Jack Daniels named Uncle Nearest. His family uh, is in the business now, and I've been trying to find a bottle of Uncle Nearest premium whiskey. I, I I can't find it locally, but in New Hampshire they have the largest liquor store along the freeway, big as a football field. And I'm gonna try it there but anyway he was he was a slave of jack daniels and his name was uncle nearest so it's an interesting uh history if that's st- 
if that story is true, but apparently the family's reissuing this this product, so it must must have some validity. But anyway, well, have a happy new year, and thanks for your uh, input. Uh, thanks, Ken. If you find a bottle, bring me one, and I'll catch oh, up okay. and pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a collection I've been getting. I have one called uh, Widow Jane. Look up Widow Jane. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a, a pretty uh, interesting one. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Secure here on Stock Talk. Uh, one of your small mid-cap holdings, Crocs, bought a company last week called Hey Dude. It's like another casual footwear company. They spent $2.5 billion for it. A big deal for Crocs, but uh, investors, uh, they're not exactly uh, jumping on the bandwagon. What do you think about that purchase, and does it change your, your opinion on the uh, stock? We like the purchase, Bob, because I'm familiar with the brand. And, uh, you know, Hey Dude is uh, a brand founded by uh, Alessandro Rossana out of Italy. And he made the brand. It's a very casual, comfortable foot uh, footwear uh, brand. Um, a lot of the younger people in my office were wearing them. And I asked what the heck those were, and they told me, and I bought myself a pair. They're a very lightweight shoe. Um, much more, but really different than the Crocs, the, you know, the gummy shoes, as Ken calls them, the, the car we just had. But, uh, yeah, I think this creates a buying opportunity. You know, Crocs fell off of the news. and um, But I think this is a really strong brand, and Crocs has the marketing power and the distribution power to really take this brand to the next level. So I think it's a nice strategic acquisition for them and one that provides some, some growth potential. Another shoe company, Nike, which you do not hold in your portfolios, reported some good revenue and earnings last week, beating expectations. Now, does that mean that Nike is more attractive to you? Well, I, you know, Nike's always been a company that I followed. Early, way back in the 80s, I did a, a stock report on this uh, back when I was doing my master's work. And uh, I've always liked Nike, uh, you know, very interesting company. Um, but again, uh, for for us, we've stayed away from it. Um, I think there's there are potential issues. You know, there were some supply chains issues and so forth that they they battled through. Uh, their quarter was surprising well, to Wall Street, but it gives us only one percent revenue growth and only six percent earnings growth. Um, so we we're not a purchaser right now, but the stock has traded down a little bit from its highs, and you know, one some investors might want to take a look at. And we also look at uh, paychecks, the provider of payroll and HR employee benefits outsourcing. They reported robust earnings last week at the same time. Now, what is happening at paychecks, and is that another stock you'd like to look at? Yeah, Bob, it's one I follow closely. Uh, This company was established back in 1979. Uh, They they provide a lot of services, like you talked about, payroll, human human resource, capital management, outsourcing solutions. Uh, uh, They have over 710,000 clients. I think about... One in every 12 U.S. Uh, employees out there is paid through a paychecks payroll system. So, um, you know, very, very powerful company and you know, some very robust earnings that they reported. So one that we're definitely paying attention to. Another company, CarMax, that operates those used car superstores, they reported solid earnings last week. Now, do those results warrant a look at CarMax for investors? Well, I think the you know, used car market is, Still showing a lot of strength, Bob. And you know, when you look at the last quarter, up 64% revenue, 15% in earnings. You know, very powerful. So, uh, yeah, it's one we definitely have on our radar screen for our small mid-cap portfolio. We're paying close attention. Haven't bought it yet, but definitely paying attention. 
And, of course, if you have any other questions about stocks or like, you can give us a call here in the last few minutes of the show, 330-673-1234. Or you can talk to Walt. Call him down to the office in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476 is his local phone number, 234-466-7476. We're the office of uh, the folks at the AKW Group in Fairlawn. They're members of the R.W. Baird company. They provide all kinds of other services, including financial planning, retirement planning, and more that can be very important for you in the year 2022, as even more and more Americans decide to to make that big change from working to retiring. So again, a great source of information and help to uh, plan your retirement and watch your retirement investments. So here we are getting up to the end of 2021. It's been a heck of a year, as we said earlier, but uh, overall, investors did prosper. So what are some of the big lessons that you learned personally from 2021? Well, Bob, I think uh, the lessons that I've learned are just things that I've continued to learn, you know, that you have to be an investor. I think, you, you know, being realistic, uh, doing your homework, uh, you know, it is a it is a simple business, but it's not easy. You know, there's a lot of information to look out there, and you, you have to make sure you're doing it every day. I, I think having a game plan and a strategy and making sure your tactics align with it are so important. You know, competable, uh, a consistent and repeatable process is important. You can never forget about risk. I, I think you, you have to have that longer-term perspective. And, uh, you know, again, something we say over and over and over, you know, thinking for yourself is so, so important. So, you know, I think a lot of the things that I've seen this year have just, you know, continued to reinforce those beliefs that, uh, you know, this is a business, like I said, it's 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 not, uh, it's it's simple. You know, it's it's pretty easy, and I think a lot of people ventured out there and tried to do it on their own, but it's, it's you know, something that takes a lot of work and time and commitment, and, you know, it's a full-time job for me. It's a passion, you know. It's uh, spent endless hours on this, you know, every single day of my, of my life, and, you know, I think it's, uh, it's something, if you're putting valuable money to work, it's something that you really have to do. So now we're looking at the brink of 2022. Uh, odds are it's not going to be as good as 2021, but then again, what do you think? <laughs> I think you're right, Bob. I think next year's going to be a rough year. I, I think it's going to be challenging. I think there's going to be a lot of volatility. Uh, you know, we talked about some of the reasons why. Um, you know, COVID's not going away. I think uh, we got to get through this winter, which is going to be tough. I think when you look at the political climate, you know, we're going into that midterm election year, and Unfortunately, politicians don't behave, and you know they they say a lot of nasty things, and the fight gets ugly, and it riles people up. And I mean, those emotions that we started to tamper down this year might be, you know, something to come back and surface back up again. It creates a lot of divide, and I wish the political system would change, but I don't know if there's any change in it. So I think that's something that's real, and. You know, the economy is at a tough point. I mean, you know, we, we got a lot of tougher comparisons now. We had really easy comparisons this year. A lot of companies are, like we said, they're their own worst enemy. They do well. They have to continue to do better. Investors expect growth. They expect financial power. And, you know, I think valuations and put and push the highs. So I think it's going to be a tough year. But there's still ways to make money, Bob. I think know what you own and know why you own it, you know, and, and work hard at it. Uh, we'll, we'll do it here. And, We'll be here every week with you next year, sharing what we can, helping helping who we can out there. And, you know, we're always available for people that want to come in and talk to us and, and get a helping hand. And what about the AKW Group itself? Of course, you're now in Washington, Pennsylvania. You're in Akron, you're at Fairlawn, you're with the Robert W. Baird Company. Uh, what what kind of things do you look forward to, to happen to the group in 2022? Well, we're going to be out there a little bit more. I think, Bob, we're going to keep this format, but uh, we're going to do a little bit more on the public appearance standpoint. I think... Uh, 
having some events in the local markets. Uh, we ran one in, in Washington, PA last year where, you know, it was just kind of like investing through the noise. Some of the things we talked about here, we met a lot of people and I think we'll, we'll offer a lot more of those opportunities as we go through 2022. Once again, Walt Sakara, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. Call them anytime to ask about how they treat their clients and what you want to, want to find out from them. 234-466-7476 in Washington, Pennsylvania. Sue Marshall has the office there at 412-480-5090. When you do call, tell them you heard them on WNIR Kent Akron. So for next week, the last week of the year, what do you think? going to wish everybody a happy new year be safe out there bob and we'll we'll look forward to talking to you right at the beginning of 2022 that sounds great walt sakira of the akw group in akron 234-466-7476 again walt from my wife and i to you and your family a very happy new year talk to you next sunday thanks bob. during today's broadcast the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed brown foreman corporation symbol bfb CarMax, Inc., symbol KMX. Crocs, Inc., symbol CROX. Discover Financial Services, symbol DFS. Dow, Inc., symbol DOW. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Nike, Inc., symbol NKE. Organon and Companies, symbol OGN. Paychex, Inc., symbol PAYX. And the United States Steel Corporation, symbol X. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.